the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Or, yeah, really. Yes, welcome in. It is the inaugural, the very first Diamond Envy podcast episode. I am your host, Tyler McComas, as we are out to do one thing with this new podcast, and that is cover Oklahoma softball. I really appreciate everyone checking out the first episode of the show. And again, self-explanatory here, Diamond Envy is the podcast name. Uh, We're going to talk OU softball. Everything centered around OU softball, we're going to talk it here on this space. If you've never heard of me before, uh, I'm Tyler McComas, and I do radio at The Ref in Norman, uh, 1400 AM in Norman, uh, Oklahoma City, 94.7. You can listen to us really worldwide on our app, Sports Talk uh, 1400 app. You can find us there. But I, I really just, why, why did I start this podcast? Well, for a couple reasons. One, there is more attention on OU softball right now than there's probably ever been in program history. And you could probably even extend that to the sport of college softball right now. Um, That was evident earlier this week where single-game tickets go on sale and, like, bam, in a matter of just a few minutes, they're all gone. It's it's incredibly hard to get tickets to an OU softball game right now, even a fall game. uh, They're selling out right now. The attention on this program is, is crazy. It's awesome. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why there is not a podcast that's covering the OU softball program. All they do is win conference and national championships. Uh, They're so much fun to watch. So I I really wanted to branch out from my daily radio show and have a space where, you know, we try to cover OU softball exclusively. Like, we, we, we try to do that here. And... You know, me doing this podcast still doesn't serve the audience out there. Uh, There's so many fans out there. Again, there's so much attention on it. My hope is that this will just be a space for OU softball fans to say, hey, I want to hear about my team. I want to hear about, you know, how they did this weekend. Like, we're going to do that here. And I'm excited to do that with with current players, with former players, with coaches. Uh, To give you a peek in this episode, Lindsey Elam uh, is the first ever podcast guest right here on Diamond Envy. So it was really cool to talk to Lindsey and kind of give her, get her thoughts on uh, what this season is going to look like and also kind of the more memorable experiences of her career as well. So that was why I I just wanted to give OU Softball, you know, maybe the attention that they deserved Um, and hopefully others, hopefully others too will kind of take notice of this and and do something similar as well because I, I just, in the end, I just want OU Softball to get all the recognition they deserve because they get a ton and, and I'm so happy that all this passion within the program has fueled a, a new stadium coming about here in the very near future. Also, another reason that I did it, and I told Lindsay this, I don't mean to sound cheesy, but it is genuine. I, I had a little bit of a moment last year during the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State. was sitting there, and there was a pitching change, and everyone knows you know, how it goes when you go to an OU softball game, when there's kind of a, a dead part of the action the girls come out of the dugout and kind of lead the chant with the fans. And it was just this, I guess it was just this realization for me. You know, NIL and the transfer portal has totally changed college sports, probably forever. It's changed college football. It's changed college basketball. Now, I still love those sports, and I still think that they're awesome. But 
college sports have, have undergone a change that maybe it's never seen before. More changes are coming about in collegiate athletics than, than ever before, but seemingly the one sport it hasn't touched is college softball. It's not a me sport. OU is not a me program. It's still about team. It's still about doing what's best for one another. I, I guess that that really got to me as I'm as I'm sitting there in, in Oklahoma City watching OU win another Big 12 championship last year. So the purity of the game, the purity of college softball is still there. You can feel it at Marita Hines Field. Uh, you can feel it at Hall of Fame Stadium. You, you can kind of feel it across ballparks across America. And I think that that's really cool. So this is going to air just like any other podcast that, that you've listened to before in audio form. But there's also going to be a video format to it, which I'm really excited about. Uh, the Ref Sports Radio Network, that's on YouTube. So the conversation I've already had with Lindsey Elam, that video is up there. So you can listen to it and you can watch. And I, I put it on a video format because I'm hoping that people will interact with the show. Those interviews are going to be live streamed, so you as the fans are going to have an option to, to go into that live stream and interact, ask questions to me, ask questions to players, coaches, former players, really just excited about that feature, and also excited that play-by-play voice Chris Plank is going to help out as a contributor. Um, if you've followed OU softball at all, you know how, you know how good Chris is, you know how, how much he covers the program, um, how, how great he is at his job. I, I'm really excited to bring him along as well and kind of help out in some contributor duties as we, uh, at least to start out with, do a couple of podcast episodes a week. So that's me, that's my vision, that's our plan, and I hope you will join us throughout the 2022 season and beyond as we cover this OU softball team. All right, let's get to what you really came here, though, for, right, is some talk about this upcoming season. And look, I don't have to tell anyone this. This team has it all going into this year. They're coming off a national championship. You've got so many starters coming back from last year's team, and there's just so much power in the lineup, so much speed in the lineup. Defensively, this team is really good. But what are they going to have in the circle? If there is a question mark, and that's a pretty big if, if there is a question mark, it's going to be, okay, um, who's going to replace G. Juarez? Who's going to replace Shannon Sale in the circle? Who's going to be your one-two when it really matters come postseason? Well, the the name that everyone's talking about is Jordy Ball, true freshman from the state of Nebraska, and Patty is not really holding back her expectations of what she thinks that she can be immediately. And when I say immediately, I don't think that we're going to have to wait in a conference play or I don't think we're going to have to wait three weeks just to see how good Jordy Ball is or Jordy Ball, how she's going to react to big softball games. I think we're going to find out this weekend in California. Maybe that's against Mississippi State. Maybe that's against UCLA. But I don't, I don't really have the feeling that Patty is saying to herself right now, well, she's a true freshman. We're going to ease her into things, and as the season goes along, we're going to give her more pitches, more responsibilities. I I feel like she thinks she is ready to go right now, and from what you hear from the scrimmages and you know the the amazing lineup that OU has offensively right now, Jordy Ball held her own. She did more than hold her own. So so she is ready. She's definitely physically ready for this moment, but I also think that she's probably mentally ready for it as well. I, I. 
Because that's that's a difference, right? There's a difference in playing travel ball, high school ball, and then all of a sudden, you, your first week of the regular season, you're facing the UCLA Bruins. I mean, that that's a that's a mental thing, a mental hurdle that you have to overcome. But it really feels like she's there, both physically and mentally, to give this team big innings early and to eventually turn into the ace on the staff. We know about Hope Troutween as well. Uh, she's a transfer from North Texas. Always pitch tough against Oklahoma. Maybe she's your starter. Maybe she's your number one, if you even want to call it that, this early in the season to start the year. But if if you want to try to find a weakness with this OU softball team, first off, good luck. Second off, if you think it's in the circle, I think that your mind is going to be changed on that pretty quick because they're still going to be they're still going to be lethal. They're still going to be really tough in the circle. So don't just expect OU to be in shootouts every single game where they're having to win 10-8. to I don't, I don't think that that situation is going to exist. The defense is great uh, behind every arm in the circle that they have. Throw in Nicole May as well. Uh, she's going to be a huge factor. So defensively, I, I think this team is going to be just fine. And, and in fact, I think that they're going to be better than just fine. I think much like the offense, it'll probably turn into just – one of the many strengths that this team has. But hey, if you don't want to take it from me, how about you take it from Lindsey Elam? She is a senior from Chickasha, Oklahoma. She is a catcher on this squad, and we had the opportunity to catch up with her for a few minutes. Here's our first ever interview on the Diamond Envy podcast. How about that? First ever interview, uh, Lindsey Elam, catcher. Hope you enjoy. Lindsey Elam, the pride of Chickasha. She is a catcher on the OU softball team. And uh, Lindsay, it seems like you've had an awesome offseason. Were you even the grand marshal in a parade back in Chickasha? Is that right? <laughs> yes, I was. I got to got to go back to my hometown uh, this summer and be the grand marshal, which was an honor, of course. Um, it was super cool to get to do that and just represent Chickasha and hang out with kind of the current softball team. So it was a lot of fun. Um, okay. One thing, Lindsay, that, that I've noticed kind of hearing JT talk, kind of like hearing Patty talk, is they're not really shying away from the high expectations of your team this year. And, and I don't know what's been said inside the walls, but it's almost as if Patty has been telling the team, you have a chance to be the best softball team that OU's had, maybe the best softball team that that the country has ever seen before. Is that the message that, that, that she's been saying this offseason? Has she been not sh shy about sharing those expectations that you have? Um, I would say that her expectations are always high, regardless if we're number one in the country or if we're not. Um, I think her expectations stay the same, but she sometimes feeds off of our own expectations. And we know that we have a lot of talent. Um, we don't feel pressure, but we know that we yep. have – the opportunity to potentially go down as one of the greatest softball teams ever. So I think it's us feeding off of each other's. Um, they see that we want that and they're going to push us to hopefully or potentially um, get what we want. So I don't, they're not like pushing on us. Like you have to do this. You have to do this. Right. Um, yeah. You have to be the best team, but they know our expectations and they're just trying to push us to fulfill what we want. What you saw throughout the offseason was the work put in, was the grind still there, was the hunger still there after winning a national championship? Did you do everything necessary in the offseason to put yourself in position going into the season to kind of realize that? 
Absolutely. And I don't think, obviously, I've been here. This is my fifth year. Um, whether we won a national championship or not, we are grinding in the fall. Yeah. And that doesn't change. I didn't feel that change. Um, that kind of goes along with our championship mindset that we try to hold ourselves to is whether we win, whether we lose, we want to live at a high standard. And I don't think that that changes. And I don't think it will change with coach. Um, whether you win a national championship or not, that standard will still be there. Individually, you had an amazing 2021 20, season at the plate. And your batting average, you know, ever since you got to OU, every single year ha has risen, you know, slightly every single year, but it was 53 points last year to, to, three, to 346. And that was off the most at-bats in your career. What's the biggest reason why you had such a jump in batting average, why you had such a jump in the plate last season? Yeah, I feel like there's a few different reasons. Obviously, uh, maturing, growing our swing, getting uh, stronger and everything like that. But I also think the mental aspect is something that has really taken off for me and just working with JT on um, how to approach at bats, how to approach pitchers. And it's also the team. I mean, you know, we push each other every single day to be better. And we say iron sharpens iron. And that's true for us because we compete in and out every single day at the field. So I think it has a lot to do with my team and just working with JT and trying to be the best player that I can for this team. You know, one of the biggest storylines for your team going into this year is what's it going to look like in the circle? And nobody knows that better on the team than, than you. Jordy Ball, though, uh, when you talk about this team, you can't not mention her, a true freshman. Is, is the hype real? Absolutely. That girl is a workhorse. She is an absolute stud. Um, in and out. In the weight room on the field at the plate she she is awesome and i'm very very excited to see what she does this season and just watch her have fun and do what she does but um she is she's ready and we're very excited to have her as one of our pitchers this year yeah and staying in the circle i don't want to say that she's overlooked because she has a pretty incredible resume coming from north texas mm -hmm. but we got to talk about Hope as well. I mean, Hope's going to be Absolutely. a main contributor for this team as well. What have you seen from her that gives you a lot of confidence? Absolutely. I mean, every year at North Texas, she gave us a game. Every single time we played North Texas, we knew we were going to face her and we knew it was going to be tough. We didn't quite know what she brought, obviously, but now that we uh, have her with us, we can see why it was so tough to hit her. So we're super excited to her. She has continued to learn and try to get better. And um, it's crazy to see – if you came to our scrimmages, it might look like a yeah. super regional game or so. I mean, it gets pretty intense with our pitching staff pushing our hitters, our hitters pushing our pitching staff. So they're they're awesome. I'm excited to see them take the field and um, see them go this season. This is probably going to sound corny, so so sorry if it does. But one of the main reasons why I want to start the to to start the Diamond Envy podcast and sit around OU softball is there was a moment last year. And it was the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma State. And I had certainly been to OU softball games before, but I see during a pitching change, you and the rest of your teammates come out of the dugout and you're kind of leading chance on with the fans. And it was this realization for me of, you know, NIL has really changed a lot of college sports. Um, it's changed college football, it's changed college basketball, and those sports are fine. Those sports are still great. But I feel like even though college sports in its entirety has changed more than it's ever have, there's still the purity of college softball. It's still all about team. Individual hasn't changed it that much. Do, do you feel, because even with this big change, I still feel like college softball is still the game that it was 5, 10, 15 years ago with all the passion that's there. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, um, obviously the pro league is growing and that is starting to take off, which is super exciting for college softball players and young softball players. But I mean, the World Series is the top of the top, you know, Um, the postseason Big 12 championships, SEC championships pack. um, They're all the top of the top. So I agree with that, that college softball has been able to hold on to that purity of um, passion and just fighting for each other and not necessarily worrying about money or yourselves or personal success. But I think that that also has a lot to do with our program and kind of how we're run around here and how we're taught to fight for each other and keep that other stuff out. You're about to hop on a flight here in a few hours and head out to yes. the West Coast and uh, head out to California. And I understand that you're there to win softball games, but how fun are these road trips early on in the season? They are in extremely fun. Like the bus rides, um, being at the airport, uh, we always get to do a few things. Obviously, COVID kind of messed that up. But when we go on trips, we go out to dinner some, you know, go walk on the beach or just do something to kind of get out and see everywhere we're at. So it's a lot of bonding. Um, We get to room with new people every week. So that's something I'm super excited about. I'm rooming with Jada Coleman this week. So you'll be seeing some TikToks or some crazy (laughs) stuff. I'm super pumped. But yeah, the the preseason road trips, just they lock us in, get ready for uh, conference. But they're always super fun, Um, very intense, obviously. But we have a good time as we're doing it. I love that you have a, a new roommate every single week, but I got to ask, who's the best to sit next to you on a plane during a long flight? Oh, I would say everybody's going to have their different answer. Some people like to go to sleep, so if you're loud, don't be by them. Um, yeah. I like to watch movies or do homework, so whoever's got the iPad out is who I'm trying to sit by. But um, I think it depends on who you are and what you prefer to do on those plane rides. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see all the Sooner fans out on the West Coast come to to the games this weekend. And I know this wasn't a surprise to you. It wasn't a surprise to anyone. But single game tickets go on sale yesterday. And then in a matter of minutes, they're just sold out. You're having false scrimmages and they're being sold out. It's it's crazy. It's nuts. All the attention, all the excitement um, around this program right now, which just what's that like? Because even when you came into the program, the excitement was high, but I kind of feel like Lindsay, it's at, at, at a level that it's never been at before. <laughs> I think it has definitely grown uh, every year I've been here. And I mean, our games sold out my freshman year, but they keep selling out faster <laughs> um, yeah. as the years go. But it's awesome. I mean, the support that we get seriously all around the country. I mean, we go play in California, we play in Houston, we play everywhere and we have OU fans. So it's amazing the support that our fans give us all across the country and especially at home. I mean, our home games are something special. And I think that's just another reason why this new stadium is going to be awesome because we'll get to have more fans and have even a larger experience. But the Sooner fans really bring it no matter where we're at at every single game. And we're so, so appreciative of them and their support of us at every place we're playing. Well, you're going to get to know Jada even better than uh, you thought that you knew her before. She actually came on our radio station on Tuesday. And one of the things that she shared is, you know, she came into the program as a left-handed shortstop. Well, there's just one problem. Grace Lyons is already at shortstop. And in my uh, humble opinion, she's the best in the in the game. So what she did is, well, I, she wanted to win a national championship. So she converts to outfield and got, she's one of the most exciting, one of the best center fielders in the game. It seems like that's not just Jada, though. There is that kind of mindset with the program and this team right now is, yeah, maybe I came in at a certain position and maybe I'm used to a certain number of at-bats or or, or whatever it may be. 
but it really feels like everyone is just in it for the best of the team. Everyone's in it to win a national championship, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know every team or most teams are going through this, but we're going to all be pretty stacked for a couple of years just with COVID and having the extra year, you know, getting a full class back for most teams. And I think you could have taken it a couple different ways, but we tried to take it as we have a chance to be some of the most talented teams in Oklahoma, maybe in softball history. And we want to be selfless with that. We don't want to self-destruct ourselves being selfish and wanting personal success. But if we can all figure out our role, wherever it is, whether we got to move a position or change how we're used to playing a little bit, we want to fill whatever role is going to help our team win the most. And I think that's something last year that was super special about us. And I see it again this year is that we're not selfish players. We cheer on the people at our same position, but when we get the opportunity, we want to make sure that we're ready to um, give our team everything that we have in those moments. So we talked about Jordy, we talked about Hope, and there's just so many players returning from, from last year's squad that are all noticeable faces. Who do we need to talk more about going into this year? Who's someone know. that maybe is – I mean, there's so many good players right now, and the yeah. depth is incredible. But maybe who's going to surprise this year that we're not talking enough about right now? Who's going to surprise us? I would say Alyssa Brito should be somebody we can yeah. talk about as well. I mean, obviously we have nine positions on the field, and you can only have so many players play, but she's going to be somebody to look out for. She had an awesome, awesome year at Oregon, and um, she's continuing to learn. She's a hard worker, and that girl fights every single day and competes. So I'm very, very excited to see what she does this year as well. What are your personal goals for 2022? I, I know you want to win another national championship and go out on top. Uh, you probably like to raise your batting average and under another 53 points like you did last year. But kind of what are you personally looking to do this season? I mean, you know, ultimately, I'm looking to continue showing people who I play for and sharing Jesus with those around us. That's my ultimate goal. Um, I, I mean, this might sound crazy, but I'm just here to work hard. I'm trying to yeah. give my team everything I have. I'm trying to have no regrets after this last year. So I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have any specific goals. I'm just going to go out there and give my team everything I have, and we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> All right, last question. You're from Chickasha. The majority of my life, I grew up in Chickasha as well. So if awesome. we're talking about you get to eat at one place, we're talking J&W, we're talking Jake's Rib. I mean, you know the lay of the land out there. <laughs> one meal in Chickasha, what are you going with? J&W, definitely. Yes, but the issue you. is, do we do breakfast or lunch or both? Because they're All awesome. All of them. Why not at the awesome. same time? You know, I everyone agree. talks about great uh, brunch spots, but why oh, can't no. you just mix a chili dog and biscuits and gravy or something at J&W Absolutely. Grill? It can happen. Absolutely. I mean, I'll have a whole feast there. We might need a shower afterwards, but <laughs> I want a whole feast. That place is awesome. There you go. She's catcher Lindsay Elam, senior from Chickasha, Oklahoma. Lindsay, thank you so much. The first ever guest of the Diamond Envy podcast. Good luck this season and go win another national championship. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. She's awesome, isn't she? I mean, how how can you not love Lindsay Elam? And I love that she had the year that she did last year at the plate. And I think that her best year as a Sooner is, um, is, is to come. I mean, she's just fantastic person, a fantastic leader, and when we talk about this team having the potential, and you're going to hear the storyline a lot in the first couple of episodes, but when we talk about this team having a chance to be one of the best ever, 
it's not only because of the home runs that they hit or the ERA in the circle or how fast they are up and down the lineup. It's because of leaders like Lindsey Elam. I mean, every great team needs leadership, and she's been the rock for this program now uh, for the past couple of years. So, so really happy for her, really happy that she's had the success that she's had, and Obviously, the the, uh, success that I think is going to come her way as well. All right, excited about this one as always. Uh, Chris Plank is joining us now. Uh, He's about to head out to California for the big games coming up this weekend. Here's what Chris had to say on the upcoming season opener and more. Excited that Chris Plank is going to be a contributor uh, with this podcast. I mean, come on, who, who covers OU softball better? Who's with them every single road trip? And actually, as we're talking right now on a, what, Wednesday afternoon, in a few hours, you're going to be in the air with the team as uh, they're headed to California. And, hey, man, there's been no time at all to to rest on that national championship from last year. UCLA, Mississippi State, this is, this is going to be a challenging weekend for the number one ranked team. Yeah, and, you know, it's, again, all eyes are on Mississippi State. But uh, Cal Santa Barbara is a good warm-up. You know, that's a team that you should handle. Uh, not a bad squad, but, again, a team – you should handle, but you get Mississippi State, so you get an SEC team. Um, it's a team that Oklahoma saw last year, uh, and you know Sam Ricketts being the coach out there obviously lends some familiarity. The former Sooner, great, but yeah, you know Tyler, this is it's good to be back in California. It's such an integral part of what Oklahoma has done as a as a program. You know, so many California greats have been a part of yeah. the building of Sooner softball. So. To have the opportunity to travel again to the West Coast uh, and, and doing it, you know, two times in the next three weeks, I think is is big for our West Coast fans and also big for recruiting. Yeah, and I was about to ask about recruiting because in other sports you schedule a home and home, and it's oh well, they're just scheduling that for recruiting. They just want to get to to that area of the country, right? And OU recruits California as good, if not better, than anyone else in the country. So, I mean, not only is it big to be out there, but I mean, come on, Plank. We're talking about Jocelyn Allo, Kinsey Hansen, Jordy Ball. You know the names. Like It's almost like the show is coming to the West Coast with all the headline names that this softball team has coming into this year. Yeah, you know, and all of um, I don't know if I've ever really done it before, but, you know, this year when we go back to Palm Springs, which is, you know, this week we're off to Irvine, California and, and Cal Santa Barbara. Next week is Houston. And that following week is Palm Springs. They're like rock stars. You know, they're – they have lines of people waiting to get their autographs and knowing that this is going to be Jocelyn's last year, you know, we got the trip to Hawaii here in a month now. So yeah, it's um, when they say we're, we're taking the show on the road. It truly is true. There there's obviously family for the California girls on this roster that they want to see and friends, Um, you know, Taylor snow is from Chino Hills and she's got uh, a laundry list of people that are excited to see her in Norco product, Kenzie Hansen, you know, it's good to see these players go back home, but you're right. It's more than just, you know, getting an opportunity to go showcase what Oklahoma softball is all about. It's truly a chance, you know, for, I think, young, young girls, for fans of the sport to see these players up close and personal in a unique environment. I mean, from what I've come to understand, you know, when we're playing on Saturday night, Tyler against UCLA, it's um, kind of like if you put like grandstands around one of the fields in Reeves Park, you know, that's not a knock on either one. It's just it's a smaller unique setting so it's almost like you go to the park and they're like oh Oklahoma and UCLA are playing softball here so that's cool and, and listen you hit on the recruiting side of it too I think that's one of my 
you know, favorite parts of this is some some might say, oh, well, you know, can't talk about recruiting. No, Oklahoma makes no bones about it. They go out to they go out to California because they know there's a lot of great talent out there and they want those future Sooners to see what their product and what their team is all about and to see coach and to, and to be around her. So, yeah, it's, it's a big time couple of weeks here for Sooner softball. I've been really interested to hear just kind of how they're handling the expectations going in. Well, anytime you're the preseason number one ranked team, you know that it's kind of national championship or bust aspirations, whether that's right. fair or not. But as we look at it, we know what this team has coming back. I mean, they're loaded. So for JT Gasso to come on your radio show here at the Ref, the Plank Show, and to hear Patty Gasso in some you know interview opportunities – they're not shying away from the fact that this team, Chris, has a chance to be forever known as one of the best that's ever played the sport. Like right. I didn't know exactly how they'd approach it, but they're being upfront and honest of what we already know is they had that chance. They had the chance to be forever known as the best that's ever done it. And I think that that's pretty cool that they're not shying away from it or hiding it. It's like, yeah, we got a chance. Let's, let's see if we can get it done. Yeah, and I think a lot of that stems uh, over their excitement of their pitching staff. Right. Um, we, we know what they have hitting wise. They saw this team last year hit more home runs than anyone in college softball history has hit in a season. And they bring back everyone from that offense except one person. I mean, that's just that's incredible when you think about it. Right. So, you know, you're going to score runs. The difference is I don't you know, I, I haven't had a chance to be around coach a lot. I think she gets tired of me after the season. So <laughs> I kind of try to leave her alone. But, you know, in just the, the little amount of time that I've been around her, I, I don't know if I've seen Coach Gasso as fired up about a freshman uh, as she is Jordy Ball right now. And that's exciting. And, and I should be clear, a pitcher uh, as a freshman, because they're pretty excited about Sid Romero uh, back in 2016. So I don't know if I've seen this kind of juice behind Coach Gasso for a youngster like Jordy Ball, who, again, um, I – I, I just think the world of her. I haven't had a chance to really meet or be around Jordy. This will be my first chance, but the Nebraska product, number one recruit in the country, good hitter, great pitcher. I think that makes you feel a little bit more confident mm -hmm. about your chances coming back, especially whenever you graduate all your pitchers, right? right. G. Juarez, the College World Series player of the MVP, uh, is gone. Shannon Sale, who provided a lot is gone. You've had, you know, I know Brooke Vestal didn't throw a lot, but she provided a pretty cool uh, um, emotional side to it. She's a, she's a good kid. She's gone. Uh, Olivia Reigns, who started one of the games in the regional, she's gone, right? So you've got a challenge in trying to rebuild this pitching staff. And, you know, you basically, you bring back Nicole May, who was great during the Super Regionals. And I know I'm, I'm really going here with pitching staff, but, you know, you didn't see her in the Women's College World Series much. So, now you're bringing a whole fresh staff with all your experience and even maybe some um, personalities that are gone. And the way that they're performing in practice right now leading into this season, I think that gives this team the confidence that maybe that pressure to re repeat is a little bit less than it has been in years past, like after 16 and after 17. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Jordy Ball has been doing more than holding her own in scrimmages. I mean, because that's a murderer's row lineup. Are you kidding me? When you got to go like Aloe, Hanson, like Grace Lyons, back to back to back potentially. But it sounds like Jordy Ball's been, been holding her own. So we know the sky's the limit with her, no doubt about it. The yeah. one thing that I'm going to guess that you don't want is you don't want to go into postseason play 
and maybe she hasn't seen the best lineups. That's going to happen when you see Oklahoma State, when you see Texas in conference, that's going to happen. My question is, though, is being a true freshman, do you think that there's a chance? Is it more likely, less likely than that we see her against a team like UCLA this weekend? Like, do you want to get her out there immediately against one of the premier programs in the country? Or do you think Patty maybe wants to ease her into things a little bit before she faces a team like that? I, I don't I don't think this is and again, as we as we tape this, you know, I'm getting ready to leave for the airport. I haven't talked to coach yet. This is my opinion. I think she started against UCLA in the circle. Yeah. I think that when when they play Mississippi State on Friday, I think she's starting. I think when they go down to Houston, who's a, who has a really good roster this year, I think she's starting. When they play Arizona on February 26th, I think she's starting. So, yeah, I, Tyler, I think the approach will be let's get her in. Now, if she struggles and control becomes an issue, then that changes a little bit. But my thought is uh, Jordy Ball's going to pitch. You know, she's not – I don't think there's going to be, and maybe in years past with some of the youngsters, you know, I was thinking about Paige during her freshman year, 2015. She went right away, right? And even though they had some some pretty good talent coming back, it was Paige Parker from day one. I think that's how it's going to be in 2022, 2022. So for me, yeah, I think she goes. But I don't think she'll start the opener. I think Nicole yeah. May is going to start the opener on Thursday. But, yeah, I don't think there's going to be any easing Jordy Ball in at all. Um, I, I think she's going to see the, the, the best line of Sterling. I think Coach Castle wants to see how she responds. There's a, been a lot of questions about first base this offseason. Is Allo going to play sure. a little first base? Is, is, is Lindsey Elam going to play a little bit of first base? Is In terms of who's going to play what position, like Grace Lyons has got shortstop locked down. Right. I think he's the best in the country, like I told Lindsey earlier. Is first base, though, the one where you're thinking on a game-in, game-out basis, like who's who's going to be over there, or is there some other position? Outfield, I think, can be very versatile. Here, here's what I think. I think as far as battles that are being fought right now, I think right field and first base are two really good battles that are taking place. Um, I, and, and I think third base. And maybe the third base battle affects first base because you're set up the middle, right? Kinsey yeah. Hanson, catcher, Elam, Will, will uh, catch whenever, you know, she wants a day off, but Hanson's going to be in the lineup, right? So Kinsey's your catcher, T.R.I. Jennings, your second base person, and your shortstop is Grace Lyons, and Jada Coleman's your center fielder. You're up the middle is set. All right, what does it look like on the outside? I think, you know, Taylor Snow played first base. Coach likes to have a very athletic first baseman. I think there's a chance that Taylor Snow, Jana Johns, Lindsey Elam are all going to be in that battle at first base. I think that there's a really good chance that you're going to see, I don't want to necessarily say a rotation, but I do think third base is going to be interesting because you automatically just think, well, Jana John started every game last year, so she's going to be the third baseman. Maybe, but Alyssa Brito has been very impressive at third base, Tyler. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, when we open on Thursday, if Alyssa Brito is in the opening day starting third baseman and maybe a Taylor Snow over at first. And then you have lineup versatility if it's a lefty versus a righty to where you can put Johns over at first. Or, heck, maybe if one of these freshmen are hitting, if it's a Tria Coleman or a, or a, a Hannah Core who's a really good outfielder, you can put her over there. I just, you know, I think there's a lot of versatility. Outfield is going to be fascinating. Because I think you have six really good defensive outfielders, right? Jada Coleman, Riley Boone, 
Um, I mentioned Hannah Core. Uh, where, where does Grace yeah. Green factor into this mix, right? Is she, is she going to see more of an opportunity this season? Mackenzie Donahue showed uh, her ability. And listen, I, I don't try to get too carried away with freshmen, but uh, Hannah Core was one of the best defensive outfielders I saw this offseason. So, you know, I mentioned six right there. You know, there, there could be a seventh or an eighth that figures into that mix. I mean, Taria Coleman could be out there quite a bit. So, yeah, first base is going to be fascinating. I think you got three or four people battling there. But to me, who starts in right field and then how is that rotation, right? Is is Riley Boone going to be a right fielder or could in some games with the way that you see teams kind of spray the ball, might you see Jed Coleman out in the right more yep. Than a, than a rally, but I think there's going to be a lot of strategy. Um, I hate to say, you know, stats or kind of any metrics that goes into it, but that's how it is. You know, there is Patty Gasso is going to look at the advanced scout and maybe she sees a team that doesn't hit it much to center field. And you might see a Jada Coleman out, right? So I just think that's how, that's how they think. And especially with as versatile as they are and the confidence that they have in Riley Boone and in Jada Coleman, I think they can put them anywhere in the outfield. So you're right. Back to the original point. First base is big, but I also think how they use their outfielders and that rotation is going to be fascinating. You know, what's so crazy is if you want to talk here, you got to start with G, right? I mean, G right. was instrumental for sure. But, you know, you throw out Aloe, you throw out a couple different names, but she played her best softball in the biggest moments last year. So you win a national championship as a sophomore, you hit home runs, you make great defensive plays, and then you probably go into the offseason. I'm not saying that this was her mentality, right. but you can understand if it was like, okay, well, I'm kind of – I got my position locked and I got my position solidified for the next you know, two years or so. And she, her, who finished the year so strong, now you got to fight for your life to get that starting yeah. spot because there's as much depth in the outfield as maybe there's been in this program. Yeah, and, and I – you know, I, I didn't even mention Jocelyn because I kind of figured Jocelyn's going to figure in as a DP – uh, for majority of this season. And maybe if Kinsey Hansen isn't catching, maybe Jocelyn will be out in the outfield. But you're right. You know, you think about a, you think about the, the star that Lou Donahue became in the Women's College World Series, right, coming off a, a subpar. I think she would even say that freshman season. And now, you know, here was someone who last year in their opener played second base. And now you looked at her and you saw the, the leaping plate that she made and the diving catches that she made. And you're like, she factors into this outfield rotation, but no one's sat, right? It's just, it's, it's nonstop battle. Patty Gasso yeah. thrives on competition. And I think that's, what's going to be so key for these players is you go in there, do your job. If you're struggling at the plate, we're going to pick you up. We know it's not going to be a lasting thing, right? You're going to be, you're going to bounce back. You're going to be okay, but you don't have to force anything at the plate. You want to play, uh, you, you want to be in the lineup, but if everyone's going to hit a slump at some point, right? And so I think, you know, yeah. Lou Donahue is one of those players that got hot at the right time and can be, a, be someone who helps bust slumps, right? In other words, let's say Jada's struggling a little bit. Well, you have the confidence in that you can slide Lou to, to center or Riley Boone out there and give maybe Jada a day off to kind of get her head right. That's, you know, that's just what I love about what Lou Donahue can do. And she's versatile. Tyler, she plays in first base. Her freshman year. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. think Lou Donahue can play every position, but when this season starts on Thursday afternoon, I think Lou Donahue is your opening day left fielder. I think Jocelyn Alo is your opening day DP. And I think it's a battle. Hey, who's hitting well? And that's who's going to end up being in the starting lineup consistently. 
He's Chris Plank, play-by-play voice of OU Softball, also the host of the Plank Show right here on The Ref. He's also the guy that needs to get out of here because he's got to catch a plane to California. <laughs> but one thing before you get out of here, and I hope I'm not spoiling any uh, secrets or anything. I just saw some Twitter chatter. That's it. Uh-huh. Um, who's going to be joining you in the booth for softball games this year? Can that be revealed? Well, I, I know you're talking. Nicole Mendes is going to have a radio show that she's doing, but as it stands right now, there's a really good oh, wow. chance that she could be joining us on the that she could be joining us on the broadcast. But as it stands right now, um, it's very much up in the air. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Whenever we get back home, which is very few and far between, right? We have one home game in the first couple months of the season, but we expect DJ Sanchez, we expect Aaron Miller, and yeah, we expect to see a little Nicole Mendez with us in the booth this year. So yeah, it's going to be a fun year, dude. We've got a lot of great talent, uh, you know, former players that are just so passionate still about the program. It's uh, it's really going to be a fun season. And I was just looking at numbers. I mean, <laughs> think about this, Tyler. Um, we start the season with UC Santa Barbara. Um, Jocelyn Allo starts the season on a you know little four-game hitting streak. But in her last three games, she had seven hits. Three of those were home runs. So she was seven Jeez. for 13 with three home runs in the championship series last year. It's going to be a man. fun, fun 2022. Yes, it is. Hey, you're the man. Appreciate your time. Safe travels. Thanks, uh, Tyler. I'm excited about this podcast. We're going to talk a lot of softball here on The Ref. All right, so there you go. That's kind of what we're going to be about as the season rolls on. Like to get one guest on, a, a coach, a player, a former player, and of course we'll catch up with Chris Plank as much as possible. But this is what you can expect moving forward and, and hopefully more with the Diamond Envy podcast. And I plan on getting back on here and doing another episode as soon as the team gets done playing on Sunday. This is going to be a a big weekend, uh, some tough games, excited to see how this team competes. So stick with us. Uh, Go ahead and go download uh, the Diamond Envy Podcast, whatever platform you prefer to download podcasts. You'll find it there, Diamond Envy Podcast. Uh, Leave a review. Uh, comment, ask me questions. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore McComas, last name spelled M-C-C-O-M-A-S. I want as much interaction as possible. I want the listeners to feel like uh, they can interact, they can ask questions. They, they are a huge part of this. So again, uh, thank you for sticking with us through the first episode. We'll be back later this week right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.